Welcome to Watch It Like Chatting with You. Welcome to another episode of Chatting With You. I'm Michael Urbina and I'm here joined by my brother. The handsome one and only Kevin Urbina. Yeah, he added that handsome part in there. Um, it's true. Uh, unrequested and <laughs> untrue, as a matter of fact. We all know who the real handsome one is in the family, and that's uh, our other brother, Carlos. So, not, not us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Carlos. But yeah, don't, don't let this go to your head. <laughs> Anyways, um, so today we actually picked a topic that has Kevin fired up and is some changes that are going on right now with YouTube and how can, that could affect some influencers and YouTubers out there, which obviously would potentially affect Kevin. So we've given him a soapbox for him to get up on and I'm going to let him kind of give you a summary as to what the situation is and might be something that affects you and your YouTube video. So Kevin, in the shortest amount of words and time possible, please don't go on a rant just yet. We'll get to that part. What's going on and what's got you so fired up? So let me start in the next hour long session for it. No. <laughs> All right. So already long, started wrong. <laughs> long story short, back in September of this year, 2019, YouTube settled a lawsuit from the FTC um, due to Google and YouTube violating uh, COPA, which is Children's Online P Privacy Protection Act. Um, YouTube was actually taking personal information um, from children under the age of 13 through YouTube and targeting personal ads towards them, which according to that law is illegal. So YouTube got slapped with a big fine for that. And YouTube to protect themselves decided to throw the blame onto YouTubers saying, we're not the ones providing the content the YouTubers are. So if you're, the FTC is going to charge anybody and get anyone in trouble, it needs to be the people making the videos. So basically, what does that mean? That those fines are going to be transferred over to the YouTubers that are in violation? So basically, any YouTuber that's in violation to what the FTC finds to be not um, breaking the law, the law of basically content that's quote-unquote made for kids, but if the FTC finds it that it's not made for kids, then you're gonna be slapped with a huge fine. But there's a lot of gray area in what is considered made for children that is having right. a lot of YouTubers very freaked out right now. I can think of five off the top of my head YouTubers that are probably gonna be in trouble because their content is like ambiguous in the sense that it's kind of for adults, but it's also kind of for kids. Like that yammy one from London that my daughter watches, like it's kind of for kids because it goes into Roblox and all these things, but it's really more for adults because her jokes are very adult. <laughs> Thankfully, you know, they're, yeah. most of them go over their heads, but it's like, oh, oh, you went there, okay. But the kids have access to this. It's mm -hmm. kind of the problem and what the FTC's problem is with it. So what is it, give me an example. Like, what is it, I think of Yammy, but like, give me a specific example or something or, or maybe a general example as to how... How is this going to affect someone who has a YouTube channel and basically provides content for different genres? So the thing is, really, the problem I don't think is going to be as huge as what a lot of people, based on the research I've been doing, a lot of people are freaking out that it's just going to wipe everything out and everyone's going to be in trouble. But really, unless you're making like streaming Caillou, for example, like 24-7, <laughs> and then like, you know, misleading children, you know, into clicking it and it not be what is promised, that's where you're really going to get in trouble. But the problem is, though, um, the FTC is considering 
what content is children's friendly. So it'll give you a, when you post something, it'll tell you, hey, is this made for kids or is this not? And it's up to the YouTuber's responsibility to say, yes, this is made for kids or no, it is not. But a lot of YouTubers, you know, I think there was a census that said that right now, either 80 or 90 percent of everyone who watches YouTube are, are children. 80 or 90 percent? 80 or 90 percent of people that watch YouTube are apparently children, wow. according to the census I saw. I mean, I can see it, but still, that's, that's a high it's, number. It's a high number. And part of it, I think, you know, it may just be, you know, based on what Google and like the Google accounts made were or something like that. But it just seems too high of a number based on. Yeah, it's pretty insane. Mm -hmm. Now, so what are the consequences? The idea is to find the people that violate so, the, the new rules or what? Yeah. So YouTube doesn't want to pay any more money than they have to. September, when they settled the lawsuit, they already paid $171 million already to the FTC. Only? Only 171. And any continuing offense, that's why they want to push it towards the content creators. Mm -hmm. And that fine, apparently, I, from what I saw, maxes out to $42,530 per video. Wow. Per video. And the problem is this whole situation, I think, is overboard just due to the fact that it's not really... YouTubers' faults. We weren't the ones that were making the ads and then targeting them to the audience. We're not the ones that are collecting the data from, mm -hmm. you know, that. And it's Google did it and Google knew what they were doing. And essentially, they still did it anyways. And the second they get caught, they want to, you know, it's like hitting your little brother or something like that. And then when they start crying, you start like, oh my God, I, I don't know what happened. Like, you know, it's immediately you're starting to throw the blame on someone else. And that's to me, essentially what is going on here and that's not okay if you knew and you knew what you were doing was wrong why would you then go and disperse the blame onto people that were just using the con you know the platform you provided that makes sense now i've kind of Want to throw ahead. some shade there right there because you kind of referred yourself as a youtuber any person <laughs> that refers to themselves as a youtuber i, I tend to doubt their legitimacy but that's fine I'll, I'll let it pass just this one time so my thing with this situation is i get it it's unfair i get it it's ridiculous to a certain degree i think youtube needs to take sort of part of the blame as well because like you said it's, it's their platform it's their data they're the ones that are actually pushing some of that content out there without you really having a hundred percent control of how it goes but more importantly i think that First of all, how do they define a kid? Any minor under 18? Anyone, according to Google there and COPA, apparently anyone under the age of 13 and under. 13 and under, okay. 13 and under. So my thing is this. They have a huge gap in how they divide YouTube kids versus regular YouTube. YouTube kids, basically at the point, like for example, for Bibiana, YouTube kids is beyond boring. Because it has nothing mm -hmm. that she can be like, okay, I, I like that. YouTube Kids is more literally for like the toddlers. Kids. That want to see Caillou, like you said, and things <laughs> like that. But then you have this gap, maybe let's call it 6 to 13, right? Where they want to see some more real life stuff like arts, crafts, things like that. But there's not like a YouTube... <laughs> preteen or something like that yeah so they automatically would have to go to regular youtube to watch this content which inevitably exposes them to all these things that falls back us on the parents so we have to be like 
regulating that all the time. I get that. That's my responsibility. But I do think, and I've been in many conversations with other people that are like hardcore, or either anti-YouTube or pro-YouTube, whatever you want to do, which we talked about that. We're like, there's a, the problem is that it... YouTube is this world. It's kind of like the internet. Everybody's afraid of the internet because, oh, what you can expose the kids to. It's the same thing with YouTube, in, in a sense. So you as a parent have to try to like moderate, you know, moderate that down as much as you can. But the problem is that there's no real platform where you can like, oh, because oh, we have parental controls. They suck. Like they're absolutely pathetic <laughs> for a, for a company that big. Like you can't. So the other option is to take them out. But then it's kind of like you're sheltering them from everything that they hear and see like for these kids now youtube is like the biggest thing i prefer them going to youtube than to 10 million other websites and other things you know what i mean and even some of these other apps that are dangerous but it's really hard for you to like keep track of this so putting that onus on the parent or on the youtubers like you said Mm -hmm. it's a little bit unfair without having the proper platform right unless yes. your only other option would be either you stand there and watch everything they do which is unrealistic it can't happen or um you just take it away from them entirely which again you can and you should you know in some cases you should if the kid is you know not sufficiently mature to understand what's what's happening but it's not realistic i think it's something that you it's in the hands of youtube as to how they can fix this mm-hmm. in a real simple way either promote a new platform for that kids in that age or improve your parental controls. It's that simple. Like the fact that you can sit there and say, well, you know, kids can do this and that. I'm like, why is it that parental controls on TV works? You can do that in the internet 10,000 times better than, you know, Roku's parental controls are awesome, you know, like so on and so forth. But the fact that you can literally Google like Mickey Mouse airplane or Minnie Mouse airplane, which is like something Natalia wants to watch. If you scroll down like to page three, which she never does, like you'll never go past like page yeah, three, whatever it is. Course. But if you go to page three, there's this really disturbing video of like a deformed Minnie Mouse singing some Britney Spears song. I remember. Which to me was terrifying. So imagine what it would do to her. So that's the problem right there. Like in the minute you start seeing like if somebody, there should be like a controls. Like if you search something that's like Minnie Mouse, this and that, there should be an absolute control. Be like, nope, these videos don't belong there and take them out. Same thing with the ads associated with that. But I don't understand why YouTube puts the onus on everybody else when it's so easy for them to be able to fix that. Exactly. And part of it is, you know, like I have mentioned earlier, like unless you're purposely trying to lure kids into your video and then mislead them with your content, then afterwards, like I put Minnie Mouse on mm-hmm. the thumbnail of my video title, you know, Minnie Mouse's adventure. And of course the kid like Natalia would want to click on it. And then next thing you know, I'm, it's like a grown man, you know, a predator dressed as, you know, Minnie Mouse and stuff. That's, mm-hmm. that's a whole different story versus someone like me who my target audience is definitely not kids. But I'm using definitely not kids. <laughs> but I'm definitely I'm not using, adults either too. So it's like, look, listen. I, who are you targeting? I think I'm targeting your target? the best kind of people. So uh, that explains what I unsubscribe. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but like, I use figures that kids like. So you know, a lot of kids have Nintendo Switches and they play Mario. They play all these like Link and Zelda, all these games, and we base our videos off of these characters as parodies you know, and just make them, but like have like adult jokes in them and things like that. But who's to say, you know, the probability of it happening is very slim to none. 
but it is a possibility that you know when the FTC starts doing their random sweeps that they say that they're going to start doing that if a couple years down the road they come onto my content I say it's not for kids they watch it and then they start looking at it and say a kid could watch this and you guys mislabeled your video slap a fine on it yeah that's where it starts drawing this line of like what do you guys consider to be kids content because I clearly label that my stuff is not for kids yes I used you know kid like icons but at the same time I'm telling you now it's not for kids but because the FTC can possibly watch it and then later decide like otherwise and then still punish you for it where does this line draw and like what can creators make using just even stuff that I grew up with Mario I grew up with all these characters and I want to use them in my video but mm-hmm. I'm trying to protect myself but the FTC can like I said slim to none that they'll probably do it based on what they'll see but who's to say they won't look at it and just change it and then want to find me for it this mm-hmm. is where this like to me the fine line is mm-hmm. where a lot of people are scared mm-hmm. I think people are going a little overboard on what they think is going to happen and stuff and like I agree with you earlier mentioning like YouTube needs to do something whether they create a new platform for this age group that they're concerned about because YouTube kids is literally for kids like I feel like toddlers and you know but for I think after four years old like they outgrow YouTube kids yeah so and a lot of kids like Viviana who will look up other people and um, you know influencers and stuff and they want to learn their abilities and then now they're being restricted on that just because it's quote unquote not made for kids yeah and it's marketed for kids and stuff who want to learn it's it's a whole new generation of kids kids aren't just here to just watch things just to watch them kids want to grow they want to learn they want to do stuff and it's kind of like now they're being restricted on what they can do just because of kid-friendly content now i think the biggest issue right now is that influencers and youtubers whatever you want to call them like that's that's a new way of making a living and people doing livelihood and it's kind of like the way of the future in terms of how how things are going to work everything's going to go streaming sorry about your dvds they're going <laughs> to become outdated real quick like like blockbuster vhs kind of extinct hey, fossil stuff they're they're dinosaur like fuel right now yeah. so. so like you go to a store right now it used to be that dvds would be like sold out now it's like oh we, we got plenty of them like i wonder why because <laughs> everybody's streaming and then and they, just, the they just see you in the <laughs> checkout line with I'm the only DVDs. person in the checkout line with a mound of them in my head. Of course. <laughs> of course. Because you're like 10 years behind. Um, but that's fine. We'll forgive you once uh-huh. again. Sure. Um, that'll be the last DVD joke we do for the day. Uh, but I think it becomes a point where you're like, okay, so do you want your kids to be involved in this because this is the way of the future in many ways? Or do you want to restrict them from it? And have them not grow up with these things and, you know, become almost like second nature. I think you just have to strike a balance. But at the same time, like, I think the same way that these platforms are pushing for you to be involved and for kids and this and that, then the platforms need to evolve as well. Yes. So I think, yeah, it's up to parents to make sure that they strike a balance with their kids, teach them correctly, watch over them. But I also think that if the companies want people to use their product or maybe looking at it from a business perspective you got to be smarter about this like how can you make people you know want to use these platforms and feel safe about it like it's on you like they can totally make this easier on themselves instead of just trying to punt the blame or you know pass it to their own mm-hmm. people which unfortunately that can only create like a lot of pushback from your own content creators because youtube 
well, I'll take that back. I was going to say YouTube doesn't create its own content, but they do. Cobra Kai, excellent series. <laughs> um, Shameless plug. Season three coming next year. Um, I, can't, <laughs> I already can't wait. Um, I, I also have a Cobra Kai shirt, just letting you know. But uh, uh, I'm not nerdy at all. Actually, it's not nerdy. Cobra Kai is cool. <laughs> Cobra Kai beats up on nerds. So <laughs> YouTube, you're welcome for the shameless plugs. Yep. <laughs> I expect a royalties check within the next couple of weeks. <laughs> um, but, but I think that um, the vast majority of their content, it's it comes from their own users. So if your users turn against you and all of a sudden your platform becomes like, you know, either like watered down or like your own, like your drivers of your product, like do go away from your product or they come up with their own dude. That's, that's not good. And I think that's what, for example, Amazon and some of these other big companies do well. It's like, okay, we get it. Users, you want this. We'll take care of that for you. That's why they came up with Amazon prime. It's like, and I've seen people say, Oh, is it really worth it? Amazon prime? I'm like, absolutely. Like it's totally worth it. You get your money back. 10 times plus if you use Amazon Prime, especially if you order a lot of stuff online. Yeah. The subscription, like everything, like it's just worth it. Even if you don't want to buy, let's just say you only want to use Amazon Video. You don't want to buy um, any kind of movies. You just want to see what they have. The amount of like movies that are included because you have Prime alone because you have Prime is worth it because you're going to end up, let's say that people are like, oh, I want to use Redbox still. Great. But when you add it up, you will have spent more money in all your rec box rentals than you would have if you had Prime. Add that, the free shipping, the discounts on the thing, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. And then the next thing you know, you're like, okay, that, that paid for itself. So that's what I think Amazon has done so well. And I think that's the one thing that YouTube is missing is that they need to come up with something that you actually make your users feel wanted or welcome or like oh man this is worth it give me a reason why i should buy youtube prime like youtube mm -hmm. premium sorry not prime premium i bought it because of corporate kai but honestly other than that it's like eh, it's not really that cool yeah you you can skip the commercials every now and then. like you can skip all the commercials but most of them you can skip after five seconds anyway so it's like i'll just wait five seconds and skip yeah. so how can they take that premium and be like, okay, this is really worth it for people and people are definitely going to be all over this. That's where I think they're really missing a beat. And that's why I think as big as Google and YouTube are, I think if they don't, we've talked about this, adapt or die. If you don't adapt, it's going to get some point that YouTube is going to become irrelevant. It's going to be like the MySpace of like, you know, <laughs> of, social of, of social media content and like videos <laughs> and whatnot. So that's just my, my soapbox on that. So yeah. And I get, I get like part of it defending it's hard. Like if you see how many videos are posted on YouTube and, and within a minute, that's the crazy part. Within a few minutes, I think I read millions of videos like within minutes are posted every day. So every like, for example, two minutes, two million new videos just got onto YouTube mm -hmm. and it's kind of hard in, in Google and YouTube's defense is like, how do you personally one by one? filter out content that is constantly coming in in the millions per minute that it's kind of hard but at the same time like when they saw the platform growing they should have had a strategy for this they mm -hmm. should have like you said adapted to this but Correct. instead just decided we'll just have you know bots that generate these very vague guidelines and things for people and then just if something goes wrong it's very hard to even get an associate 
or anybody like an actual person actually help you they just start sending bots after bots after bots and maybe it's about time that they kind of like need to limit what they can do and find a way to adapt to better the experience for people in general whether it's like to promote you know if you want people to use youtube premium and youtube red all these sort of things find a way to actually make them want to get it find a way for people to actually want to stay on your platform otherwise out of the thousands of people that already left the platform right. you're just going to keep seeing that every day until you're dead so there's kind of like a mini boycott going on right now with youtube is that what yeah you're saying? there's still a lot of uh just wrapping it up is there's still a lot of people that are on youtube i think this mass exodus is just coming in in the thousands so very little by little with people getting scared so i think this was a way to kind of more tell you it's not the end of the world i don't think youtube's gonna die because of this no i don't think so either yeah so i think the internet's kind of more scared than what they really should be unless you're one of those people that are actually the reason that this is a problem you have no reason to be scared (laughs) yeah i mean you're the problem (laughs) there should be no reason you should be scared of this really but you know there's a lot of if if this is something that concerns you or you're scared of or if you want to just write there are uh, there's a large petition going on that has over 75 like 70 no 700,000 signatures already with a goal of 1 million signatures to petition for YouTube and the FTC to reconsider their decision Um, a lot of people are also encouraging to write to the actual FTC which you can do um, so there's different ways. So if this is something that really concerns you and you want to voice your opinion on, actually message the FTC. There's an actual way to message them. There's links all over online. Sign the petition or just ask an actual lawyer, get legal advice on this, and then just go from there. But don't immediately start just thinking this is the end-all, be-all, and you're just going to be fined for every video that ever existed because you talked about Minecraft and then, you know... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. By the way, I totally just got a notification from Yami. <laughs> Not that she wrote me, but it's just like Viviana added it to my thing. So just uh-huh. thought it was funny. There you go. Google's listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy. All right. So I have one little item that I want to get on my soapbox about really quick, and it's Tesla Cybertruck. What in the world, man? Like, Jesus. I love the performance numbers, I love the functionality. I think it is terrible. It looks like. They slap wheels on RoboCop and said, all right, (laughs) get in there. You know what? I have a solution. If the internet could complain so hard to refix Sonic's the Hedgehog's design. That's true. Internet, you could easily tell Elon Musk that it is horrible and see if he will redo it. Instead, they went and bought 200,000 of them just because they buy whatever. It's kind of like, I think Tesla has gotten to the point that it's like Apple. Apple comes out and it's like, a slightly better iPhone, twice the price. They're like, I must have it. (laughs) And you know what? I'm one of those suckers. (laughs) But I haven't fallen into the Tesla thing, one, because I can't afford it. Two, because I just, (laughs) I I think that Tesla, they, they have some kinks that they still need to work out. I think Tesla's production and the way they do their cars is the way of the future absolutely are they there yet no there's certain things that i think other car makers like volkswagen and things are still doing better and honestly i'm just kind of a car enthusiast and i i i really no, like the sound i wouldn't of, have known at all shut it <laughs> um i really like the sound of a like a, a real engine but 
um, I can totally see how this is going to be, how things happen. I just think that Tesla just proved me right <laughs> by rolling out the Cybertruck and be like, yeah, <laughs> this is what we got. And we're That's like, right. <laughs> That's what you came up with in like all these months of like speculation and awesome design and all these like even the like the fake designs that they threw out there or whatever i was like that looks way better than when you actually came up with like it's just god awful and i'm a terrible drawer and people are saying oh i drew that in fourth grade i couldn't have drawn the cyber truck in fourth grade but i bet you what i got close you got pretty close and the like fact that. that i got close is disturbing <laughs> second don't say your windows are indestructible and then immediately go and destroy them like that's just terrible. So <laughs> Tesla, shout out to you. Get your stuff together too. So, um, so the last thing I wanted to add was just that you only have five days left to apply for a scholarship. I understand the next few days is Thanksgiving and everything, but um, you have five days to apply for our DACA scholarship. All our information at this point is all over our page, all over our social media. We've made videos about it. I mean, I don't think you could say, oh, I've heard about that. So at this point, I don't want you to spend your Thanksgiving having to write the essay or explanations. Like, it's not that hard to apply. So make sure you get your applications in. Uh, find all the information on our page. It's also on our website. It's it's all over the place. So make sure that you apply. If you qualify or if you know somebody that qualifies, make sure you mention them. I mentioned them in the comments of this video. Whatever you want to do, make sure that whoever you think qualifies, make sure they apply by Sunday, December 1st. That's the deadline. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, also make sure that if you like this podcast, I understand that today we kind of go way off, but I think that's kind of the whole point of chatting with you is adding topics that we don't normally talk about in our educational videos. Yep. So we let Kevin get on the soapbox today and we promise not to do that again. Thanks. But, <laughs> but, uh, and also me on, with the Cybertruck. But, um, I think that the idea is to add different topics that maybe you don't necessarily add or maybe add a little fun to your morning, afternoon, night. Actually, if you're listening to this at night, that means you probably can't sleep. And I'm yeah. sorry that we probably made it worse. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so make sure to find our podcast on the iTunes, Spotify, and uh, Google Play. Google Play. Thank you for reminding me that. <laughs> Even though you totally just bashed Google, but you're like, hey, go on Google. Hey, so unless you're an Android <laughs> user, there's Google Play. So and guess options. where this is also going to be posted with video. That's right, on YouTube. But uh, thanks, YouTube. But anyways, <laughs> um, feel free to uh, make sure you follow us or subscribe. Uh, give us a review if you like the podcast. Also, if you like our services as a firm in general, go on Google and give us a review as well. Uh, we'll be happy to hear about... Um, the content that we provide for you, you can give us a review on that. On this, if you've received service from us in the past and you're satisfied, leave us a review on that. We would greatly appreciate it. So thank you guys so much. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, watch out for our Thanksgiving video that's going to come out on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Um, and yeah, so have a happy holiday. Stay safe. Be with your family and have a great one. Have a good one, guys. See ya.